Welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast, where we discuss your favorite Marvel sports. We bring you in-depth analysis of each event across many different Marvel sports competitions. Catch all the information and drama you want to hear about your favorite players, teams, events, and more right here on the MSW Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast. My name is Brendan. And I'm Commander Wolf. And we have a cool episode for you today. Um, I'm just saying that because I don't have a cool story to give you guys for this particular intro. So I just noticed I do that. I was noticing that. I was noticing my uh, intro habits going back into earlier episodes as I prepare for the the special coming up. For those of you who don't know about the special, the special is going to be episode 25, which is after 24 and before 26. And this particular special is going to recount clips from all the first 24 episodes, which is going to be a, a lot shorter of an episode than you think, because um, they're short clips. But um, just recalling the best moments, we have a lot of people working on that. Uh, shout out to them. They'll definitely be credited afterward. Um, but, you know, I had to go back and I had to find some cool clips and I was listening to my earlier intros and I didn't have anything interesting to talk about uh, when I introed. So I just ended up saying, welcome to the podcast. And then I ended up being like, uh, I pretty much repeated that, <laughs> repeated myself for like, you know, 10 minutes and before I started talking about whatever topic it is, which is funny. So... I like that one time, um, one of the first times I had Waff on, and then he's like, he's like, uh, you know, I did the intro, and he's like, and I'm Commander Wolf, and then I'm like, I was just like, yes, he is. That was <laughs> that was what I said next. So um, definitely interesting to see some of my intro habits. I try to change it up, try to keep it interesting, try to provide a story if I got one, but I don't always have one. So, you know. We do the best we can. Anyways, the announcement that I want to make during this intro is uh, about the special and about the fan involvement that I plan on trying to integrate into this special. Because we have, um, you know, we have all those clips um, and we have uh, a couple bonus segments planned. One of them. We are not going to reveal at the moment, but the other one is going to be a fan-based bonus segment, and the way this is going to work, if we get some fan responses, if we get some, uh, you know, love shown from our listeners, would be to have recordings of the fans um, talking about the podcast, like what, you know, just like 30 seconds saying about what you like about it, or your favorite moment, or something like that, Um so what I'm planning here, and you can do this as soon as you want to, or as late as you want to, just, you know, within the next couple of weeks, if you're so inclined, is for anyone out there who uh, has a favorite moment or just has something to say about the podcast, grab a mic, recording thingy, whatever, whatever you want, as long as it doesn't rape my ears or waft's ears, and just uh, record anything between like, you know, 15 
milliseconds to one minute uh, talking about maybe, you know, state your name so that we know who you are uh, or whatever name you want you to use. And then just say something about the podcast. Maybe you love the podcast. Maybe you remember a specific moment from an earlier episode that you really like. And you just want to talk about it. And we will likely appear in the episode 25 special for that bonus segment. Um, so there's that. You can submit a recording of yourself. Or if you have a particular moment you found funny, interesting, important, blah, 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 over the last 24 episodes, you can email us about that um, at mswpodcast at gmail.com. That is mswpodcast at gmail.com. And tell us, oh, episode whatever, um, I remember this moment. If you have a timestamp, great. If you just remember the um, description of the moment, great. We'll find it. And we might, we'll uh, shout you out and throw that moment into our segments, into our clips uh, compila- compilation, compilation or compilation? Compilation. Uh, yeah, we won't do spelling on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so pretty much record yourself talking about the podcast, uh, remember a moment, and in either one of those just send them to mswpodcast at gmail.com and you will be appearing in the episode in some way. That would be a great help because we know we have many regular listeners and we want to include you guys' interaction um, in our special. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much the announcement. Mr. Waff, anything interesting that you want to add to uh, this intro? Uh, not really. I mean, like he never has anything. I guess, the only, like, I guess, I have a small story. I guess of something that happened recently. I don't know. Like, all right, sure, yeah. All right, so I, I it's not really, it's not really like, actually interesting, but like a so, it for for any of you who like know something about uh, Texas is that it's in Tornado Alley, so it's a high. It's it's actually mm-hmm. has one of the highest likelihood places in the world to get tornadoes and so we had one and it was like maybe like a 30 minutes down the road from me and like uh it's the closest tornadoes ever been to my my house before so oh man which is kind of interesting i've i've always i've lived here for my entire life but i've never actually been that close to a tornado before and so like uh it tore tore up a lot of roads like five people went to the hospital who were injured but it didn't kill anybody so you know that's pretty nice like it was like a i think it's a category one tornado so it was pretty (laughs) low on the scale so you know, not, oh wow! But it 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 it, it, it tips some cars, tore up some roads a little bit, and so it it oh nothing major, you know, not, right? nothing major. <laughs> it, it was a very like not, there was no like loss of life as far as I'm aware. So I, um I guess like if, for the few people who probably like, who knew that I lived in Texas from the past episodes, like there's no need to worry. Like, I'm completely fine. Nothing happened to my house. That's crazy. That's funny though, because like, um, not funny. But kind of funny in the sense that, um, when when you think of a minor tornado, like something that's not really a big deal, you're like, oh yeah, flips a couple cars, tears up a couple roads. And you're like, ah, well, what are you gonna do, right? <laughs> but like, if something like that happened where I live, because I live in New Jersey, so it's a you know, not a tornado place. It's it's in the north more and stuff. If that happened in our sit, sit, state, I said I was trying to say city, but it's definitely a state. Um. <laughs> it would be a big deal if like something flipped over a car if weather flipped over a car 
It'd be in the news. It'd be like, whoa, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Um, you know? So it's crazy that, um, it's crazy the different perspectives. And that's, uh, that was cool. That was cool. I've never been close to a tornado. Um, so I'm glad you're still alive because uh, I need a co-host. Yeah. Yeah, it was really windy. Even like, even though I was far away from me, it, it, the winds and the storms came all the way down here, and it was, it was super loud. That's so cool, though. That's so cool. Close to some big weather. Um. Anyways, so that so that uh, slice of Mister Waft's life. Um, that was interesting to you. I'm glad it was interesting to me. I liked it. Anyways, I think without further ado, I think we should just go to the news. Marble Sports fans, I am Johnny Marble here as always with the Marble Sports Worldwide News. So race four of the San Marble Rally released this past week, and unfortunately, there were many DNFs again. H2 Blue, Polo Loco, Quicksilver, Black Knight, and even the Ghost Marble, man, they were all part of these DNFs and did not finish the race. Mm. On the other hand, though, El Capitan achieved his first gold of the season, and Slimer received his first silver. And it just so happens that these two marbles were two of MSWP's draft league picks. So good for them for showing out. Ghost Plasma and Dragon Egg rounded out the top five, respectively. And my boy Red Number 3 tries to rebound from the previous DNF, taking sixth place. Now to the overall standings. Blizzard Blaster, El Capitan, and Super Ball are all tied for first place with 43 points. The only separator being that Blizzard Blaster has two medals, silver and gold, while El Capitan only has a gold... And Super Bowl, just bronze. But red number three is still very much in it, if you're wondering, holding out fourth place with 41 points, and Ghost Plasma right behind him, in the top five with 39 points. Now in other news, Marbula 1 team reveals have begun, and the first reveal of the 16 competing teams is the Savage Speeders, and the second, the O-Rangers! Woo! Ha <laughs> That was a weird laugh. Disregard that. But MSPN's M Games will likely see the release of Event 2 soon, and Marble for Becca still waits for the new studio to be built. But hey, that's all for the news this week. I've been Johnny Marble. You guys have been great. You know what else has been great? The entire podcasting. Give them a round of applause. I'm sure they can hear you. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Let's take it back to Brendan. Continue with the podcast. Welcome back from the news, everybody. Thank you, Johnny Marble, for updating us on this week's exciting Sand Marble Rally race. Obviously, an exciting new race. Always exciting. Always. Okay, once JMR produces an episode, rarely is it not a joy to watch. We have a guest on today uh, for episode 22. Um... I guess that's come on all the way back in episode four. How far have we come? Damn. Uh, the Lucky Titan. Uh, welcome to the Lucky Hi, Titan. Hi, thanks for having me. 
Uh, you're welcome for having you. We'd love to have you on. It's nice to finally be on the episode with you, too. Listener. I wasn't here way back then, so this would be my first episode with Titan. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Waff was Waff was not added to the team until the later um, parts of the podcast. Later, like six, seven, episode seven. Six is when I first I guested, but I wasn't the official co-host until ten. Yeah, I know. It took me some time. I had to really feel out. Do I want the waff on here? But you know what? You I'm can't handle the waff. Can I <laughs> write that down? Uh, write that down. I will. Now. You know, I, I'll go ahead. I'll do it right now because it's before I forget you it. You can't handle the woof. And write it down with two O's because you said woof instead of well, waff. So I want it to be clear pronou- that you messed up no, your I, own No, name. I did not mess up. My name has always been pronounced woof. I always do that for the intro. You, you're the one who mispronounces it as waff. But it is it's not waff. And it, and it's like not when waff. It, when it's not ca- waff, it's like you said. It's I woof. came up with the name. It is woof. It's like it's like Wait, it, no, removing no. L from wolf and then saying it like really quickly, like a woof. Like we we talked about this at one point. But it's saying quickly. Oh, hey, um, I don't know. There was a clip where he explained this back in like episode seven, eight, or nine. If if Justin hears this, um, play that. Now. <laughs> I don't know if it was on the air right, or not. I, I, think, I, I think it was off the air. I'm pretty sure, but like. Like, if, you, the, if it did not play, yeah. then sorry. But pretty much, I remember him explaining that the way it is is that it's Mr. Waff, and there's one O. That's why it's Waff when you read it. And the reason it's Waff instead of Woof is because when he pronounces it, he says Woof instead of Woof. So, you know, if, you, if you're going to go with the, the Woof, you have to go with Woof. You know, like you're actually woofing. I think it's the fir- that's the first quote of mine that I've had to write down. Like, I don't. Th- I only written down quotes from you. I had never written down one from me. <laughs> hey, uh, everyone gets their time in yeah, the spotlight. I guess so. Uh, Titan. Anyway, Titan. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Waff's name? Um. Well, I always think of it as Waff, not Woof, because it's mm. one O, not two. Uh, you know, actually, I don't think I've ever told the story of how on air of how I got my name. Do you want? You know what? Why don't we do that just to go explain what how this all happened? Oh, Killian, mark this all one right, down. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, in in middle school, or sorry, not middle school, high school, uh, I had a friend of mine, like a uh, good friend. He uh, basically he uh, he made like a, a, like a, a joke with me, like the joke you probably heard, like what do you call a fish without an eye? A fish, and. In the same room, like, uh, around the same time, uh, someone was playing Magic the Gathering, and they played a card, they played a card called a, the, the Wolf card, which is, if you see my icon, is the same de- art design that I use now, and, so, oh, that's for that crazy yeah, wolf and so I, when I, I looked at my, fr- I saw the card, and for some reason in my mind, like, I looked at my friend, like, hey, what do you call a wolf without an L? A wolf. <laughs> And I thought that was so funny. I don't know why I thought that. Oh my God. I don't know why I thought that was funny. It doesn't work the oh same way God. as fish because it's like because it's not like, L's aren't a part of like the body. But you know what? <laughs> no doubt. Like pre-adult me thought that that was hilarious, and he thought it was funny too because he laughed at it. And then I don't know how this happened, but the commander part of my name. With, so I think around the time we learned about North Korea recently, we saw a documentary. About how like, they have like the, the, the electric fence surrounding it, and so we came up with the idea like I was like the com- like, we, had a, we had an army of wolves, but we call them wolves, and like I was a commander, and then he was the general, and so like, we had them like invading North Korea to take down Kim Jong Un. Oh my god! Oh, so it became Commander Wolf. Yeah, I was, oh. that's where the commander part of the name came from. I don't remember what led to that happening and the idea of an army of wolves, but that is what happened. 
and it's stuck ever since. I've used that name for everything. It's so unique and it's so special that I can be certain that no one else has used it. That is that is a great story. That will be remembered. Um, welcome, by the way, Smart Water to the live chat. Um, I you have the dedicated listener role, so I must you must be known. I don't remember your name though. It's Brendan. Maybe you change your username. Oh, it's Brendan. Oh, okay. I was wondering. I was very confused. Well, I well welcome back, Brendan. Anyway, back to the Lucky Titan, because he's our guest, and uh, we've been taking up his time. Anyways, Lucky Titan, we wanted to talk some Sand Marble Rally, and you said you had some cool talking points, so um, do you want to bring up one of the talking points that you had? Um, yeah, I was, um, so um, I heard that, so episodes three and four of the um, Sand Marble Rally were the same track, and it just seemed to create a lot more chaos in that part where there are, like, a lot of, like, the helices that just... Like kept going uh, on. There's just a lot of chaos there, and that was really seemed different from a lot of the other episodes, which are very, like, not as much crashing out. Yeah, that's actually a real good point. Um, always gets back to our point uh, that we've made in multiple episodes. Um, if you go back, and one of the did we name one of the episodes after this? But uh, talking about the controlled chaos. Yeah, we did. That adds to the marble sports. Situation. That was yeah. That was uh. And I think that was our episode with uh, our first episode with uh Hershey, and like that, that's actually that was our first quote, if I'm not mistaken. The the controlled chaos. Right. Yeah, I think so. I, I'll have to check that. But it's just. So here's the thing. Okay, a lot some. You have to think about the perspectives that people will look. Oh my Sorry, gosh, I'm some water right during my sentence. So professional. Yeah. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's a podcast. It's a casual situation, talking with some awesome guys. All right. So you have to consider the points of the perspectives as people watch this video. Some people are going to sit there and be like, "Okay, the fact that five marbles DNF'd at that same spot, by the way, Titan, you were right." That particular spot with the helices, if you guys remember from the race, it's kind of like three or four in a row of that back and forth kind of sidewinding action where the two tracks kind of cross over. There were like five DNFs there in one of the races and four in another. I mean, a lot in that particular part. And in a lot of people four, there were three. running. Oh, which one? Oh, there were three in episode yeah. four. In and episode how many three, in episode there was three? five. Do you happen to know? Wow. Wow. So yeah, like definitely something to note that particular part. That was like the uh, the bloodbath area. But shout out to anyone who knows uh, about bloodbath, by the way, uh, from Geometry Dash. So that is a level. Uh, sorry, that is off topic. But it is important to note that when people watch the video, some people are gonna look at that and be like, okay, that's bad track design. That all these marbles DNF at that point. You sh there should be more sand padding or whatever it is that however they make those in order to keep that from happening. But I think the majority of people appreciate that part, you know, to keep to show that there is some natural difficulty to the track. And as Greg portrays when he does the commentary for those videos, he does a great job of, of, of flowing through there. He comments on the fact of that it's this is um, these DNFs, especially in that particular area, are showing how difficult that part of the track is 
how you know tedious and and just and even random that part of the track can be as like you'll see marbles bump into each other run up the side or like that one time i think one of the marbles like ran up the side right in the middle of the helice and then another marble bumped into it and just got stuck in a divot and it was just that whole chaos in the middle there i think that adds to the enjoyment right adds to the enjoyment because it kind of adds a uh, an unknown factor even marbles like red number three and in uh in race three dnf'd in that in that particular part it was in that particular part yeah, right? uh, red number three not? um dnf'd uh on one of the uh, the divided sections like the divide into two lanes it wasn't one of the helices it was not in no, the helices do you remember titan titan can't hear my boy um but yeah i think that um yeah, but e- either way, just, you know, parts of the track that even, like, the competitors that people see as godlike can DNF. It adds to the to the yeah. track. Um, It ability. just shows that, like, the helices and those parts, that's just one of those obstacles that doesn't, like, discriminate on types of marbles. So that's why I feel like it was a really good thing to include that. So it's fair for everyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely it kind of evens the playing field because it doesn't matter who you are, you're DN, you could DNF there. And a lot of marbles that you wouldn't expect that are seen as good competitors did DNF in that particular situation. Um, which is something to note. Um but yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's a good point. Um what else guys? What else happened in race four? I'm just trying to think back to the race I'd watched it a few days ago. Um Uh well, I know our our picks El Capitan. We had El- yeah, El Capitan did a really good job. El Cap, I was very very happy for El Capitan, particularly because El Capitan is one of MSWP's four draft picks for the the San Marble Rally. We had El Capitan, Slimer, Crazy Cat's Eye, and Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and both Slimer and El Capitan did well in the previous race. Um, a surprising finish. Yes, but um. Definitely a good one, but something I do want to comment on, actually, while I'm thinking about it, is I think the track creation is getting better from JMR from the JMR standpoint because I remember Slimer in race four started out in first and had a huge lead in first place for most of the race. Okay, um, the majority. Um, but then made a mistake or went through a difficult, um, approached a difficult part of the track wrong and ended up um, actually dropping all the way back to second or third, Third I don't know, but definitely like marbles from the back that were quite a far bit behind ended up catching up. And it shows that the track is is very fair and very difficult because normally in, in, in other races, old races, once a marble got that kind of distance out in front, it's over. Okay, that is the end. Um, the that marble rarely ever drops back That's behind true. first. So I think the tracks are getting fairer. What do you think on this, Mister Titan? Um. Well, I mean, I I kind of like it this year because it's just shown that the tracks he's made them so that like it's more. It makes the races more intense, which makes them more fun to watch from a fan standpoint, and just keeps it more entertaining as a whole. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say. Yeah, I, I guess the one thing that I, as a per, like, like there's still fun. But like as a personal, I guess, 
uh criticism quote unquote like it's it is that like it's a feel some of them feel a bit too samey like because like while they are still difficult and they produce different results like the helices and the curve and stuff are all th- are like at the very least incredibly similar if not exactly the same as the previous track designs from the past and so i know it's like it's hard to innovate like something that, like something that's very this simple but without adding like mm-hmm. obstacles which the fans weren't too happy with like having all the, all the obstacles that they added in with the previous season so i think a way, like trying to find ways to make even more unique sand course designs like mm-hmm. like to maybe make it to spice it up mm-hmm. and i get i get it it's hard like i personally can't think of too many like if the sand's um uh strong enough or the right material type of sand maybe you can make like sand that goes under like tracks to go under the ground like the like, like, like diverging paths cool. that go upward and under like they make like small like sand bridges and stuff like that like something to make it mm. ma- like maybe this aesthetically look more um unique and like it, admittedly i know it's it's very hard like to try especially like with like how long the course are because like if i'm not mistaken they use most of that sand hill in the videos so like, it's a it's long it's pretty long and like it's trying to find a way to innovate it that doesn't like I guess screw it up can be hard, but like, I would hope that eventually, like, we can get some more unique uh, course designs coming in the future. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with this. the The difficulty, like you said, is that it is so simple. You are working with sand, um, and sand alone, and to, so to just kind of build random things off of it is is actually quite difficult. But I think that's something that hopefully will develop over time. I know that they did kind of increase some of the um, from the differences that they had that booster pad and that um, like other chevron that like spins around as you hit it. So it kind of increases some of the the chaos within the um, uh, you know within the race. But I think it would be cool to have like some tunnels, some bridges, maybe some other terrain you know that you can kind of add to it, and, and and you know things like that. Um, but that's something like something you have to really consider, something you have to really think about because you don't want to add something and it be kind of an overdoing of the simplicity, right? You know, and then all of a sudden fans are like, "Oh, I hate it now." It looks like, you know, it looks like all modernistic. You know, I mean, um, it looks terrible uh, because they like the classicness of the sand race. So I think I don't know what JMR's plan is, but it seems like they're doing it, but doing it in such small increments that it's that it doesn't seem to be like a huge change so maybe that's a good thing and it, something um, that you mentioned anything on this titan or or actually i'll let all the titan t- speak first um so what you're saying um so if you guys watched back in 2017 and 2016 there was like a lot of unique um track portions such as like little funnels that would spiral out and then they yeah, had like those. the bridges where you could fall off or cross on them i feel like if you brought right. those back with a few extra twists and we might see some more uniqueness to this year, but overall, I, I'm still pleased with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the thing with a lot of fans. Um, sorry, Miss Waffle, let you go in a second. But it's just, there is something to be said. Like, like Greg said on the one podcast he did with the Triowa podcast, there's something to be said for the simplicity of just a sand race. You know, the Marble Olympics gets all, Marble League, bleh, gets all crazy with the, the different events, surfing, rafting, blah, 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 you know, go on and on. But the Santa Rally keeps it simple, like some classic racing. Now, I think when they add Marbula 1, which is coming, by the way, very soon, 
we had our first two reveals on teams when it when it's added and then you have another race thing that and it's a loop track you need to do something to sand marble rally to really differentiate it so it's not too generic racy things you know what i'm saying you know, you got to start to gen- to mix up right i got you the some of the things because you're adding two racing series now um but anyway yeah uh, whatever you're gonna say waff go ahead honestly you kind of basically just said exactly what i was gonna say like like the fans like we talked about it on the podcast i think or if not on the podcast just off the air like how like there was like the fans like did like for a certain degree actually kind of prefer a lot of the fans i think it was, i think it was a wow i'm sorry i'm keep saying the same words over and over again I believe it was on the episode either with Melikis or with Hershey on one of our episodes where we actually talked about how they actually preferred San Rally because of how simple it was. Like, it's like it's a, it's just it's just a standard race. Like, it's easy to like, to just get into that. Even though the view numbers do not um, show an indication that it is more popular, a lot of the fans, at least that we've talked with, right. actually like kind of liked that simplicity, including me. Yeah. Yes, including Titan and Pax as well. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Pax is, like, a huge fan. Oh, yeah, we were supposed to have him on, too. Uh, we'll get to that. Because um, Pax is a huge fan of, of the Sand Marble Rally, one of his particular favorite um, Gels Marble Runs productions. Because it is something about the simplicity, just the pure racing, you know, of the whole thing. And like That... Yeah. that pulls them in and we got we got we got to really get into like it's still it's technically marble rally now and like because they are if, if, i'm pretty sure we talked with melicus about this but like he they are planning on doing different track types so like it's not gonna just be just sand anymore so i guess like in the future there are there's gonna be more options for more unique tracks possibly like if like if are we sure about i, I could have sworn that that's what someone like that that's what they said i feel like we said that and then we well i mean i like, think we said that well, I mean, the names changed to just Marble Rally. It's like sand is no longer an identifying factor with it. So I could maybe I am misremembering, and I don't actually remember hearing it from him specifically. But I could have sworn that at least someone either in the JMRC or Melika specifically said that that there are going to be new different types of tracks in the Marble Rally. Hence the reason why it's just called Marble Rally now instead of Sand Marble Rally. Maybe, maybe because I think we had like postulated that. That's a good word. Um, and, but didn't actually know if that's the case because we figured that that's why they changed it, but with no facts to back that up. So we'll have to see what happens. Um, you know, if you have ideas on what they could do, of course, shout them out. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Race four guys. I mean, obviously it's just one race in a huge tournament, so there's not overly million things to talk about. There's no O-Rangers getting stuck at the top of the funnel (laughs) spin and things like that. Um, and it is simple, but it's good to, it's good to take a few minutes and, and, uh, analyze that a lot of DNF. So I think the chaos is good, but I think that we could move on to the trivia segment. How about that? All guys? right. All right. And to honor our guest here, Titan, why don't you start us off with your trivia question? All right. So I have said this before on a few servers. I discussed this with someone on the Gels Marble Run server, but so here it is. Um, so which team in Marble League A League history has had the lowest points per event total? The lowest points per event, like as in, like the total the, of all the the seasons or average. Together. So like, oh, average. which team in like the A League has had the lowest um points per event average? 
So you're saying like over the over all four years, which so basically you take one season and you take the team's total points and divide them by the total events. So are you talking about a specific season or just out of all four, which one ha- which specific team from what specific season? Uh, just in all four seasons, yeah. Hmm. So like, are you want like are you wanting four answers, one for each season, or one to cover the whole? Just one to cover all it all. Uh, um, I'll go first. Uh, you go first, Waff. I'm thinking back to that graph thing, like like uh, that we had way back when they that showed all the total points. Hmm. Mm. Uh, mm. so while Oceanics did bad this year, they had a third place finish during one in like things like season uh, or the twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen year. So they they're not them despite their incredibly poor performance. Part part of me wants to say Jungle Jumpers just because of how bad they were, but like they didn't even qualify if I'm not mistaken for uh twenty eighteen. So they don't even have points. So unless the, unless of course that counts as averaging as a zero, that, that that's then. That technically, like they technically haven't competed enough to where we could average a little, because they didn't do they did really bad in 2017, but then they also did like they didn't they didn't okay this year like right like like what did the place did jungle jumpers get was like uh seventh yeah um also I forgot to mention one thing um it, it is including so 2016 scores adjusted to the current scoring system oh. Oh, well, I don't even know what that means. So. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> it was, like, a lot less. Like, the top team got eight points for winning an event back in 2016, and it was just, like, a lot. Like, the top team had, like, 44 points, I think. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, this is a... Well, so, did you do a guess, Mr. Waff? No, I didn't. Did you make a final guess? Uh, yeah, this is not an easy question. It's a good one, though. So, uh, Pinky, as I know, is infamous for being a, uh, a very low-point yeah, team. And yeah. I, I don't think Thunderbolts has ever done really that great either. They did great the first year. Everyone loves to say that. But uh, I haven't seen them. I actually did not bad this past year, but, you know, not great either. Um, okay, so I know we had a question a while ago that asked which team had the the longest, like the, oh, there was one team that had, like, four events in a row and their net total from that was like negative two or something someone had oh that was primary that. i think oh but that was in the b league right no that, no prime that was just that was, that was in that was a league oh this, this okay. was before showdown well happened. then actually actually that i want that to be my guess i feel like a negative three over four events gives good possibility for that to be um the answer so i'm gonna go team primary and I'll throw in a second guess just because there's such a wide net of possibilities. I think that I'd go, I'd say that, hmm, I'd say we might have seen something like this from the Limers. I think, I'm going to go Limers or Primary. Why don't you throw two guesses out there? Well, all right, we'll I'll you just let us know that Thunderbolts are still fourth place of all time, so that's not, I'm not deaf, and I can pick them anymore, that's for sure. Uh yeah, well. Pinky is like I think is a, is a good guess for uh, my my main guess and like I guess like if I had to go with secondary guess, uh, jungle jumpers. All right. Well, I think all those right, are all um, four good guesses. Let's see what it is. The actual answer is the 2019 Oceanics. Wait, really? Wow. They, 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 yeah, they averaged too obvious. Four point three seven five points per event, and it was seventy points over sixteen events. Wait, wait. Oh wait, we're we're picking a specific year. No, it was over every single year. 
So that 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 one year made their average drop that low. Well, it's not so it's taking their results from one single season, but it applies to all teams from every year. Oh, what? Oh, that's crazy. I, I'm what? I didn't know I'm I, I I don't I didn't yeah, I don't I didn't think I understand that question. Like so so wait, I thought. So wait, were they taking their placements and averaging them out, or their their total points and averaging it out? Total points. He said that. So basically, what I'm saying is that so the Oceanics competed in 2017, 2018, and 2019. So they will have an average points per event from 2017 because that's how it works. They have an average from 2018, and they have an average from all of their competitions in 2019. Right. And in 2019, they had the worst points per event of any team of over any year. Oh, so so yeah, you were so like the Oceanics' oh. twenty nineteen point average over events was the lowest of all time. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like what, like which, which team had the lowest average point total from all of them combined. That's what I thought you meant. Oh no, no. Why would you? Because that's, that? that's what it sounded um, like to me. Well, that wouldn't make any sense, Waff. Because, it's a confusing that would, question. It, not all team. No, it's not. Waff is just not thinking. Um, it's getting late over there for him. What is it, 8 o'clock for you? That's pretty late. Uh, sorry, I'm just really ripping you right now, but it's funny. Uh, <laughs> just, but, but like, think about it. Not all teams have competed yeah, all Yeah, but that, that doesn't matter. You can still average them out with the few te- the few years they have competed. But it wouldn't make as much sense. It wouldn't be as accurate. It wouldn't make as much sense. I think it, I think it makes a lot more sense the way he uh, phrased it and the way I answered it. I just got it wrong. I just thought the uh, answering Oceanics would be too obvious, right? Because that's like what you first thing you think of, no Oceanics, right? But I mean, then again, they performed so bad. I have I uh, nothing to say on that. But um, I don't know. That was a cool question, though. No Oceanics, guys. No Oceanics. Um, definitely. I mean, not as bad as the Limers, in all honesty. But but damn, just just a terrible performance. Uh, Waff, you throw us your question. All right. So for this. Uh, year of uh, Marble Rally, there have been a lot of DNFs, and one marble in particular has DNF the most. Who is it, and and oh, how many this. DNFs do they this. have? Oh, I think I know this. Uh, we'll let Titan go first. Uh, I gotta think about this. So you're saying just think from away, this year? Yeah, just for this year. Uh, out of the four events, who has had the most DNFs, and how many have they been? Are we counting the ghost marble? Uh, ghost marble. If you want to count it, sure. Which means yeah, yeah. not the answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with H two blue with three. Oh wow, that's not my guess, but that's actually that's such a good good guess. It's a good guess. Um, I'm gonna go with Black Knight at three. All right. Is has everybody put their guesses in? Uh, okay. So. The answer is Black Knight with three. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yes, what, what, I, knew I, it. I thought H2 Blue only had two. Um, but S Man says they might have been tied. Let, let me see here. H2 Blue got a DNF in four. I'm pretty sure they only. I'm had pretty two. sure they only had two. Uh, let me check real quick. So season four they had. Hey, you were close though. That was a good guess. Yeah. So oh, he was guessing. Okay. So yeah. So H2 Blue only DNF in in four. They. They did not. They, they did not DNF in three, and then just gotta check the la- only one more to make sure. In race two, I don't think they DNF more than than twice. 
Um, but I remember Black Knight. H two blue did not. Yeah, H two blue did not even DNF in season in race two. So even if they DNF'd in event one, that's still only two. So Black Knight currently has yep. the most DNFs at three. Yeah, I just yeah. guess H two blue because of how low his points total is this year. Oh, they did. I think, I'm pretty sure they smart. did DNF two times, but like, so they they're doing pretty bad as well. But Black Knight is somehow doing worse, at least in terms of DNFing. They probably I think they're they're ranked higher now, right? Yeah, I think they had one good race, or maybe two. Or no, they do. If they DNF three times, they might have only yeah, had one. Yeah, H2 Blue's at the very bottom. Black Knight's at 13th right now. I guess they had a really good second race then. I guess so. Oh, yeah, yeah well. second place. Anyways. Yeah, did they? They mm-hmm. got second place in race two? Well, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Guess that makes up for it. Anyways, um. Anyway, I have a trivia question from S Man ML Facts because I didn't come up with one. I had one from last week. Power went out. I was gonna reuse it, but it's just you know it doesn't apply as well. Um, his question, and so I don't know the answer either, is what year of the ML is the only year where every team earned at least one medal? And uh, you know, I think I know. So I'll take a guess. Uh, let's all throw some guesses out there. I'll go. I'll, I feel like the most likely for this would be 2016. Yeah, 2016 is my guys, guess as well. My guess is 2017. Well. Yeah, all right. So, uh, oh, yeah, I have the answer. Let me check. It's a cool question. Uh, oh, 2016. 2016. Nice. Uh, I figured because there were less teams yeah. that year, so it would be more likely. I swear 2017 my boys. a closer year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, it was a good year, but it was more teams. So like, it was harder for every team to get the medal as well as, cause I think they went to 16 teams, but kept 12 events. You know, they didn't go to 16 events till 18 or 19. So I uh, think that will affect I think, I think, I think it was the 16 events started in 2018. Okay. Yeah. So that was, oh, what? I thought it started in, um, 16 events started this year. Oh, did it? Oh, so they. Oh, yeah, so yeah. There's, oh, oh what? So okay. No, S Man says every team has the same amount of teams. Every year had the same amount of teams competing. I thought there were only twelve teams that competed in twenty sixteen. No. Or maybe was that the 16. only year that had twelve events? What? Oh, I guess we're gonna have to hear what I did wrong there. <laughs> Marbles, guys. <laughs> See, this would be a great time to do an advertisement if I had an advertiser yet, but uh, I don't. So. Uh, we'll get one. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll just to fill the void um, here. Uh, S Man seems very crazy about the fact, like that, uh, Pollo Loco's name translates to crazy chicken. For anybody who doesn't know, sp- that was one of his uh, facts. For anyone who doesn't know what sp- how, didn't take Spanish, Pollo Loco translates to crazy chicken. Apparently, every year's had sixteen teams, and then the first year that didn't have twelve events was this year, which had sixteen. So. Yeah, I guess I was wrong. And I guess the only reason that this year did not have everyone getting a medal is because the Oceanics were so bad that they could barely even get the top half. How did I not know that? I don't know, okay? I mean, I don't even know how to answer this. Um, it's, it's been a while. But... It's, I, I haven't gone back to watch the old the old season. like Because the, the, oldest, the oldest year, 2016, while it's historic, it's not the best. 
It's 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 not as good as the future seasons. I don't feel a need to go back and rewatch them. You know. Yeah, yeah, I agree with this. And if I'm being honest here, one probably right. the biggest weakness of marble racing content is that after the after ah wait ah 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 what this is great. Uh, so S Man puts in the chat. Um, I'm disappointed. Well, you know what? I'm disappointed that you spelled disappointed wrong. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, I win. Um, can I get back to my point uh, real quick? Because it has it has one S. No, you can't. I'm talking about something completely unimportant. So I have to, I under two P's and disappointed uh, <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, disappointed has one S, and uh, whatever other spelling parts there are, I didn't even look. I just saw there's only one S. So uh, yeah, yeah, there's just some pretty disappointing things going on. And Mr. Waff has an actual comment, but I had to cut in with this unimportant situation anyway go ahead all right so basically the weakest uh element of marble sports and, so, and racing and stuff like that is that after your first viewing it loses a lot of its luster it's similar to like how in like tv shows and movies it's you can't really replicate that first the feeling you get when you first watch it because afterwards you know everything's gonna happen and so like in sports part of the tension is like not knowing how it's gonna end up and so even like right like for instance i um rewatched uh Marble Mayhem season two once because I remember I loved it a lot. But like even though it was really good and it had like it was like it was so perfect how it all worked out, it wasn't as fun going back through it because I knew how it all played out. It's it's not as fun on rewatching because it's like it's just not as entertaining. Like like with with movies and stuff even like you you don't like, there are deep there are the deep thematic themes that can keep you interested, but with with marble racing it's just marbles competing in a sport and it's like it's, it's kind of like you don't really watch old um sporting events that you've seen before and like oh man this is just as exciting as the first time like like maybe a few key moments are exciting because like they're like they're game-changing moments both for that game and maybe even for the entire sport but the entire you don't watch the entire uh competition with like great interest like oh man like got you gotta watch that like one sack that such and such did on that one play or whatever yeah, that's true. I understand that. Um, definitely agree. Because um, I love Marble Olympics, which is league now. Um, count how many times I've made that <laughs> mistake, right? I love it. Um, it's great. Well, it's am- it's amazing, right? And I love Sand Marble Rally. And um, uh, um, going back to what Mister Woff said about um, the all right, right how, in the middle of my comment the um, how they lose their <laughs> appeal sometimes, like as it goes on. Twenty sixteen was like the most special finale because I don't know if you guys remember this, but event twelve was hurdles, and it literally it was the top four marbles in the competition who all had a chance at winning. They made it to the final heat, and there was like a like um photo finish and. It ended up being oh, the seventh yeah, speeders that, by like that was. one thousandth. That that was that was oh, a good moment. Oh, so close to the winner, yeah. Like, well, like that's 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 kind of like the thing. Like, it is just it's a great moment, but like you don't rem- like you don't really remember or like or are very interested in, like the rest of it. You know, like it's like you only remember like that one crucial moment. Yeah. It's gonna be weird when people listen to this because like I just I was like saying. How I love Marble Rally and, and 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 Marble League, and I didn't ever finish that comment because you had, like that was funny. Um, but to finish what I was saying, sorry, sorry, it was kind of cringy for me. But um, I love those those things, but I can't watch them more than once because I know what's gonna happen. So the only way I watch 
them more than once is if, you know, I'm sharing it with someone else. So, for example, I watched 2018, and then I watched all of 2018 again with a bunch of friends that I got involved in it who enjoyed it. So I was able to watch it again. But, like, by myself, I probably couldn't watch it again. Um, sorry that we kind of started and finished in that comment. That was weird. Okay, anyway, yeah, but that's important, too, what Titan said. This 2016 finale was was actually very, very interesting. Um, with It got so close at the end. Anyway, I don't even know where I'm at. I'm confused. I'm trying to do two conversations at once, <laughs> and that was confusing. But um, anyways, we should move on to uh, another topic. How about that? We've done all the trivia. And T- Titan, do you have any uh, topics you want to discuss, or we'll just move it on anyway? Um, well, um, not really. I mean, it's almost been 40 minutes, so I got to go pretty soon. But yeah, we might be able to do like one quick topic. All right. Well, we want to get. You, we always want to hear the fan opinions, so we want to ask, um, who do you think is going to win Marble League 2020? This is obviously a very early prediction, but we always like to just hear these initial names being thrown out there, you know, and hear what people have to th- have to think. All right. So, I'm making a bold prediction that 2020 is actually going to be the first year that we have a repeat champion. Hmm. And. I think that it might be, um, I I have a strong feeling that it's going to be the Savage Speeders. Oh, okay. You're going, you're going Speeders? You're going Speeders? As much Um, as I don't want to. Hmm. As much as you don't want to. A bandwagoner that's reluctant. Um, a reluctant bandwagoner. Isn't that MFA? Didn't he say that's what he was? Um. Well, I'm not bandwagoning. Yeah, Team Galactic I don't like the Speeders. Yeah, he doesn't like them. This is a... But also, the bandwagon team's the Arrangers anyway. Um, <laughs> I love how you're like, like wait, <laughs> I'm like, confused. Whatever, like, like bandwagoning is like like rooting for a team that like that you that like is like popular because they're good. But like, so predi- yeah, predicting a team that that like for, like for instance, like the Blue Devils are like the in the marching band world are the mo- the the best statistically the best marching band in the world. And the marching band worldwide yeah. podcast. <laughs> and so it's like if you root for them, like you're you might be just because like they're the winners, and that's considered bandwagoning. That's true. A lot of people do that. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a cool prediction. I think it would be cool to see that first repeat. I think it would be more interesting for there not to be a repeat and see how long we go without a repeat, and then see who can get that repeat. Um, I think. I don't think the Savage Beaters will win. I yeah, think, think this so. will be the first. Um, what? Again, it is very early on, so like, um, I'll my opinion might change like after Marbula one. Oh, oh yeah, after Marbula one, and especially after those qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Yes, the qualifiers are the key moment to observe. Okay, because let me tell you what, all I all I was able to come up with, all the predictions I was able to give about the Green Ducks was only from seeing them in the qualifiers. And by observing their motion and, and the way they moved, I was able to actually predict pretty closely what they did. I said they were going to be like a top five or something, and they ended up top two. Um, I even predicted them to be a win. I picked them for my fantasy team, and they were very, very close to what I had said. So definitely the observation during the qualifiers is is crucial and making a good prediction um 
And by the way, this is one of the first times that we will see the Savage Beaters. Actually, this may be the only time that we'll ever have seen the Savage Beaters in a qualifiers. Because they got first in the first year, second and second in the last over, uh, 2016, 17, and 18. So this is the first year we will ever see Savage Beaters be competing in the qualifiers. That's true. Which I think is important to note. Um and it's the only team, by the way, that can claim that situation because all other team that's the only team that's that's never finished under the top five. So um that's something important to note, definitely, and um we'll have to see how it goes. Uh Mr. Waff, you wanna throw a name out there? Uh this is de- like this might be like more like who I want to win, but like I I wanna say Momo. Like I know that that's like, statistically speaking, they aren't like I always will root for Momo. Like first and foremost, Momo is my first pick always and forever. But I guess if you want to go statistically, I would probably say Green Ducks just because like they 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 did such a great performance this year, and so I imagine like statistically speaking, the hot the team with the highest chance of winning to me would be Green Ducks. But Momo has really been tur- turned itself around during Showdown. Like it was some of the best performances I'd seen from Momo. I think since. 2016 and so i think momo might finally be ready for that comeback story really a, a full win are you are you serious i all I, I hey i'm i'm a dreamer <laughs> you are a dreamer um i don't know about momo i understand the the bias because you're a fan of momo and i'm i'm a fan they're in my top five that that top five that i have because I don't like to assign my fan to one team. Because, um, I don't know. You know, I feel like I shouldn't. As as the podcast host, I should be try to stay somewhat impartial. You know, keep it more predictions based on the skill I see as opposed to who I like the best. But um, I definitely like Momo. Um, and, they yeah, they did perform well in the qualifiers. Uh, the Snowballs and the, the Hornets performances were a little more impressive and you know how how it gets up there in the marble olympics in the marble league right how competitive it gets we're talking i mean momo's doing great but like remember how they did against uh, mellow yellow and arrangers and midnight wisps and savage speeders just some of those teams are daunting man daunting right but, um like, they just they just there's been on that downward spiral ever since momo momo's injury and like it just to me like this feels like like this is probably the first like the first few good performances that I've seen from them in so long. It's like it seems like they're actually trying to get to to really get get past those past those past uh, mistakes and holdups. Yeah, that's true. They did they did have a good comeback uh, with the balance. Oh yeah, that was well. really great. Oh, it was amazing. Um, I would say that I'm gonna go mellow yellow on this. I'm going to go mellow yellow all the freaking way. Um, I think that when you look back at their finishes, they're increasingly getting better. I think that they're overlooked and underrated. Um, and I just think that there's a time for them. There, I think there's a time. Okay? Everyone's had their time, and mellow yellow is so like so consistent i think it's gonna be their time huh. okay and you know i could be wrong but it's a prediction it's a prediction it's not a truth so i would watch out for them um obviously the speeders are always a good pick 
The Arrangers, eh, I don't know about the Arrangers. They might come back super strong or they might stagnate. Um, Team Galactic, I'm not I'm not banking on them. A lot of pressure going to their sta- their stadium. Uh-huh. Green Ducks, uh, I I am pretty sure they're not winning it. They're probably going to finish top half, but they're not I don't think they're going to win it. Um, Raspberry Racers, no. They're not that good. They're not good enough to actually win again. They're just not Especially with the new competition, Hornets, Snowballs, Momo, blah, 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 Rojo Rollers, even maybe a Hubalino team if they accidentally get a good win. Like, you're actually going to get some new players, and it's going to shake it up a bunch. Can you imagine if a Hubalino um, team wins the wins this like this year? Like, if the, the first Hubalino time they competed team, here, and they win it. Except for Mini Maniacs r- r- right. raced, uh, like, two years ago, but, you know. Oh, Hubalino, Mini Maniacs were terrible. Um, if a Hubalino team wins... Hubal- yeah, but let, let, right, right, Titan. But that's Hubalino, right? Yeah. That's not the level of competitive, uh, competi- competitive competition. Did I really almost yeah. say that? <laughs> um, the let of level of competitiveness that comes with the Marvel Olympics League. That's what I kept saying before. But um, yeah, I think that. I mean, if Hubalino team wins, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what I'm gonna do about that. That's just. That's literally in my opinion not possible but hey we've seen more crazy things we've seen the limers get two points in four events so that's uh that's like mm-hmm, crazy. that's true let's throw anyway um titan it was good to have you on it was good to hear your opinions and predictions uh, any Thank final you. thoughts before you go um well uh, i said this in episode four when i guessed it before go mellow yellow I like your prediction for them winning, and here's to a good 2020 season. Here, here. Here's to a good season as well. Um, and guys, go check out his channel, by the way. The Lucky Titan um, does a Marvel Sports channel, and it's pretty good. It's exciting. If you love the Marvel Sports and you want to continue the experience, go check his channel out. Um, thank you for coming on. We enjoyed you uh, giving your thoughts on the whole deal. And... Uh, We'll uh we'll continue on here for a couple. Actually, what time are we at? Let me check. Uh, we are at forty eight minutes um, into the show. Uh, we got a couple minutes. Um, or we really could end it, but you know what? We got a couple minutes. Uh, MarbleCon twenty twenty five, maybe. I don't know. Um, I just think we should devote an episode to that. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm gonna go on now. So. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for being here. Have fun with the rest. All right, later, Titan. All right, have a great night, Mr. Titan. Yeah, so I think that I think we could go on for a couple minutes about MarbleCon 2025. That's always my fallback Uh, thing when there's nothing else to uh, talk about. Before we do um, do that, uh, did you see Event 4 of Marble Mayhem yet? Uh, I did not watch it. I'm Uh. sorry. Um, I will get by time, to it. By the time I that we, will. um, for the next episode, I think the episode five will be out as well as, uh, okay, so timetable-wise, uh, there's, like, uh, there's gonna be a lot coming out, like, uh, cause, like, th- things were delayed, like, a lot longer than they were supposed to, so I think one week we're gonna have three new videos from MSPN. It's gonna be, uh, the, Mar- I, th- I think that's what you said at least, Marble Mayhem, um, M Games Event 2, uh, and something else, I can't remember what the third thing was, uh. I can't, I, th- I could be wrong. Maybe it's, maybe it's only two things now, but maybe he's got two events for M- M- Marvel Mayhem ready. Who knows? 
I would love a new M game. Yes. Though. I mean, for real, man. And I'm excited for the new one. It's the uh, the Ram, the uh, the Ram swing or whatever. Yes. Um. So that's gonna be really fun, definitely. Uh, the creativity of the events, man. Like it's so mm-hmm. good. It's so good. And I, I got, I, as a as a okay. as a patron, I'm gonna let you know right now. There was a very unique idea that was given at one point in the planning phase, and it's gonna happen for event three, and it is wild. I have this. This is gonna be a very very unique event that you have never seen before. I can guarantee for that. Event three. Event three will be a very, very unique event. That's gonna be exciting. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're keeping it unique. I'm glad that we're shaking it up and keeping the chaos going with um with Marvel uh, mem games mem games. It gets so, so confusing. All the different Marvel things in my head. Uh, <laughs> Are you what the third thing might be? I, I don't know if but, PMA is gonna be ready or not. But the, if there's a third video coming out, it oh, might be PMA. But I don't think PMA is ready. Yet. I would be so surprised if it's PMA. Yeah, it, it should no it should be ready that's, yet. That's already coming out. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like we should devote an episode and talk about MarvelCon twenty twenty five for those people who are confused on what the hell I'm talking about. Is that um, we or I at least am assuming am living my life on the fact that the channel is the growth of this channel is not stopping now. And it will continue in the way it's been going over the last four years. And should that be the case, we're looking at into the millions of people come like three years from now. And once you get a millions of people consistently um, interested in watching a specific thing, then often the next step is a convention, a meeting of some sorts to uh, for all these uh, excited fans to come together. I said this to Melicus. It was my idea. This was this MarvelCon 2020, 2025, um, just to put it out there. That was first my idea. I was the first person to uh, pitch that idea in a random chat or whatever. I forget where I put, actually pitched that first. So that's mine. If it happens, credit it to Marvel. I Guy. believe you. I was the first one to say it. I think it. you said it first in either episode six or seven. And then uh, because Melicus listens to the episodes. I think like you like you talked to them about it. He's like, you know, that might be a thing. Well, the way the way I remember it is that I said it to him as well. Um, you know, because just has a joke almost kind of, because um, it's so you know, twenty twenty five is quick five years out, and he was like, that is not as unlikely as you might think. That's how he said I think or something like that. And I'm like, okay, because you know, it isn't that unlikely. They have a big fan base. It's growing, guys. Um, and it, you know, I mean, I think it's going to happen. And by the way, if it happens, I will be there and there will probably be a live MSWP episode, um, there, multiple of them. And just gel will be there. Uh, Greg will be there. Um, your favorite marbles will be there. I can't even express to you how insane a MarbleCon 2025 would be. I really cannot. I love what you said. Like your favorite marbles will be there, as if like they they as people would be there, like to like sign autographs. They will be. Like, at the very least, I don't know if we we'll yeah. might not have a live show, but I think definitely at that point, if we went there, we probably have maybe at least a booth, right? I would say so. Oh, we would have a live show. I mean, dude, it'd be 2025. If we're still doing this by 2025, dude, we're gonna like we'll have a live show. I I would I would totally not. Right, I'm. I would think so because too. But like just like like just to like I guess not give people's hopes up because in in the event like that, 
we don't grow. Dude, what do you mean you're not gonna be? This is uh, like I, five I know, years away. I in the event that like, like that we don't grow at the at like a super huge rate, or like we don't grow as much as we think we is, I think at, at the very least in five years we would have enough people to warrant having a booth at the con. If it happens. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely, we would have a stand and everything. Guy, and remember, just to clear up, this is a, this is me assuming and living as if the JMR is going to continue to grow in the way it's growing. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm saying that is because the quality is incredible. And, and most people, when introduced to this, are, like, hooked immediately. Like, I've, I've, I've introduced this to many people. Most people are like, well, this is actually super cool. And, like, uh, you know, and it is unique. So I just think that it's a, it's a niche that has not been ex- explored completely yet. And I just think that, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just, I'm, I'm assuming that this is, this is based on the assumption that, this is this channel is going to continue to grow, and we're going to be into the millions of viewers and subscribers um, come two, three years from now, which I think is possible. Yeah. And then there will be something of the sorts of a of a Marvel Con, and it will probably be in the Netherlands, Europe. But uh, you know, I will be flying there for this. I don't know. I'll, I'll swim there if I have to. <laughs> yeah. Like in, in uh, five <laughs> years, I I well, like, in five years, I should already have my. My, I'd have my bachelor's. I probably would. I, I think it'd be like a year after I got my master's. It was since I'm going to go for that. So I think I'd ha- I should have enough a good enough job and so, to have the money if I needed to pay for my own ticket to go there. It's like I'd be oh, I'd yeah. be willing. Oh, to we go. would get free. I'd tickets. be willing to go. Like, for, like it, it would think it'd be very fun and very unique. I've never been to a convention before. Well, we we would we would probably not get free plane tickets, but we definitely get free admission to the to the right. convention. Um, I mean, I'd hope I'm, so. We've I'm, been here since we've been here for so long, and like you're again, you're the no because we would be helping because you introduced the idea. There's, it wouldn't exist without you. Like I would, well, yeah, well, they they could totally steal MarbleCon 2025 from me, but like there's ju- there's just no way that that planning is happening without me. Not because I'm they're forced to have me help plan. It's just that you know they're gonna need a ton of help to plan that. Do you know how hard it is to plan a convention? Yeah, I, do you know how hard that is? I've seen a lot of there's conventions a ton fail. Of marketing things there's an organization and that's something you literally have to start planning a year before and you need to have a ton of people doing a ton of stuff in fact i think you you would be a lot more people involved in the planning of that than you would think and you know because we have the podcast and content that the fans would want to enjoy because remember not only do you have to plan that but you also have to provide enough things at the convention to keep the fans interested so one of them would be giving as much different content out there as you can you would probably allow good quality, other good quality Marvel channels to be there. Um, you'd probably have JMR as the main exhibit, which a bunch of teams and booths for each team. But you'd probably also have MSPN have a booth because they're a, they're a big name. You'd have Marvel Fubica have a booth if, um, if you know what I'm saying, to add to the mm-hmm. content provided. And then maybe some little channels in there and, you know, like amateurs at, at pitching their things in, in the podcast and the rollout if that's still going on. You'd have all those things because you want to you want to provide as much entertainment as you can. There'd be some good Netherlandy food, um, which is fun, and there pro- that would probably be a live Marble Olympics, Mar- Marble League. That would they would probably be a live recording and, and presentation of it, and it'd be a lot of planning and a one lot thing that'd of be stuff. cool. Like, a, a, th- like, sorry, um, but one thing I think would be really cool is like a if some of the old innovators of this this whole thing, like uh, the old Algadu Titans, are like. Team Marble with uh, Eric Facet, uh, Jack Spiro, uh, uh, what was uh, uh, 
what was his, what was his other name? Uh, it was Eric Fassett, uh, Jack Spiro. I can't remember. Um, one of the fourth members didn't post much, but then there was another one. Uh, shoot, how did I forget their name? Like they, they actually posted um, fairly often. Like it was. Uh, j- wow. I'm sorry. I'm fumbling over. I, You're I'm trying, just, though. I'm trying. Like, trying to fill the void as I go through YouTube to find their channel. Do 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 do. Like, uh, so, wow. Okay, John Dubuck. That was his name. And I guess, uh, I think was uh, yeah, John Dubuck. Uh, he was the other like on their team. They they did uh like they they are the like probably the most prominent ones I remember. But they were also all inspired by a person named Carrick who they don't do Marvel races anymore. They do other stuff. But like, it would be interesting to see like some of the maybe some of those old innovators also there at the convention. Al Gadoo would be fun, and like I could I could even already foresee it like an exhibit or like a booth in which like you know people could come up and like cr- you know drag pieces around and create their own little Algodoo things and race some marbles. Um, I think there would be a booth that would have some real marble racing and some, like, betting on it. You could stand there around the table all day and put bets down and watch the marbles race around. People would be sucked into that for, for oh, yeah. years. I can imagine. Um, they such a good there idea. Would be, there would be the main event. There would be a live podcast episode. There would be a... Um, like a meet and greet with Greg Woods, a meet and greet with Jell. There would be like um, other rant, maybe some activities, some different like a. Uh, you get some marbles. You get some marble companies. You know that like maybe help sponsor. You maybe have some like a create your own marble thing or like um, uh, uh, something of the sorts or you know just a bunch of different um, exhibits with a bunch of different activities and it just go on forever and people just enjoying the whole atmosphere of racing marbles and enjoying that it would be great it would yeah. be awesome uh, the, the all-rounder awesome. was the other member of team marble that i was trying to find cool that's cool so if, if you guys wanted to know that there you go um anyways we should start to wrap it up we have hit the hour mark of conversation yes. so this episode hopefully will keep in that 115 range we try to hit each time i'm i'm happy to have had the titan on it's good to hear other people's thoughts and remember guys if you want to be in the episode 25 special you can send a voice recording um one minute or less talking about the the podcast you can um you can email us what uh, a description an episode number of uh maybe a favorite clip you had that we'll throw in there and shout you out for and you can do all that to mswpodcast at gmail.com. If you don't have Gmail for whatever reason, then, of course, just send it to us as best you can. And we want your input. It will be a segment in the special if we get enough feedback. I think that's all for today, guys. We're going to be going to the outro here. And I'm, I'm just so excited for the episode 25 special, recounting the best of MSWP. Have a good week, everybody.